Good morning once again, Ball Watchers. Jake and Justin back with you on a Friday. Uh, love a good Friday pod and love a good preview for another weekend fixture here coming up against Minnesota, heading north uh, to the loons of Minnesota to take them on and see if we can fix our recent form and head into the playoffs on a high here. But Jake and Justin, we're back with you all here on ball watching. Like I said, it's going to be a preview episode, but before we go into the preview, Justin, a couple things to cover off on. I want to talk about LAFC really quick. A couple more reflections there. And we got to talk about city Two. obviously some big news coming down with city Two. So let's start with, with LAFC here. You know, my reflection on this is, yeah, you know, we clinched with a draw with LAFC. It's not a small matter, but you know, since we just absolutely blew Austin out of the water, 6-3 at City Park, a month ago now, just over a month ago, we've played six games and only won one, and that was FC Dallas at home. And these have been some close games, don't get me wrong, and a lot of them have been away against good competition, but away or not, contender or not, we definitely have been slipping up recently, and we've been let off the hook by a lot of our Western Conference opponents. So I think we need to now kind of focus take this four games in a stretch in, in a little block here and really focus on getting our best 11 out there and our form in good shape, our winning form in good shape prior to the playoffs. Um, so we're heading to Minnesota. Uh, they remember Justin were the first ones to hand us a loss. And we're going to talk about that here. That was our first ever loss. Our first ever loss at home. Uh, it was a tough night back on April 1st. It, it felt like fool's day for us because we left just with a sour sour taste in our mouth i don't know if you remember that that game but it was it was ugly they 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 came in and did us dirty i will say it was an annoying one in my i, I won't get into the details of it but just a 1-0 game for us complete opposite of how we started the season and it was a pk of all things too which i know that we everybody's already feeling like everything's going against us when it comes to these calls so yeah not a huge fan of our first time playing these guys but they did just do us a solid and blow it against the Galaxy, which clinched us into the playoffs. So thank you to Minnesota for that. They are right now sitting one point out of wild card spot. Um, Sporting Kansas City, Vancouver, Seattle all have a lot to play for as well. And those are the final three opponents on our schedule. So it's going to be a rough run in Minnesota, especially like they need points. And they have not been on a, on a huge streak either, which we'll cover here. But uh, LAFC, going back to them, they got jumped by Seattle in the standings after our game by one point. But they do have a game in hand. However, they now play six games in 28 days, concluding the season, including the Campeones Cup, uh, which is the, the fixture between the MLS Cup champion and the uh, Liga Mackey's champion, which was Tigres last year. Um, so can they play at that clip basically a game every four and a half days and maintain form and really, really push us. Uh, we shall see. Uh, but it's going to be a tough run in for both teams at the top here. I know Seattle is now creeping into that second spot, but we have a chance to play them at home as well. So we have control on our destiny. And you know who else has control on their destiny? City 2. What a run they're, they're on right now. I've been so excited to talk about this. So I was lucky enough to play some golf with uh, AJ Palazzolo and Johnny Klein. So I got to kind of hear what their thoughts were on the season. Obviously, those guys are just giddy right now with how they've been playing, but they know the job's not done. So specifically, what do they need to do right now? They have their last game. It's at Sporting Kansas City 2 on uh, tomorrow night, on Saturday night, um, or on Sunday. I apologize. And so where do they sit right now? We currently sit in fifth in the West behind Sporting Kansas City by one point. Uh, more importantly, we're behind Austin FC two by three points and they're in the third place. So why does that matter in this playoff format? Very new and very different way that they're thinking about it this year. And I like it. So the 2023 MLS next pro playoffs, um, their new format is pick your opponent structure will be taking place in the first two rounds um, on both sides of the bracket. So the one siege, which already clinched up 
by Crown Legacy FC in Colorado uh, Rapids too. They'll re- they'll receive a first round bye. Um, the remaining six qualified teams in the conference will kick off their playoff schedules the weekend of September 29th. So why is this all important? The number two and number three seeds will get to choose their opponent out of the um, out of the remaining four, five, six, and seven opponents. And then so the last two teams that aren't picked will play each other. The higher seed will play each other. So we are looking to make a push for that third spot. If we can't get the third spot, at least get the fourth spot, and that will lock up us at least playing at home. So after that, where are we looking at? So obviously Austin FC2 is in third place right now by three points ahead of us. I tried looking up the tiebreaker. I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it'd be head-to-head first, mm-hmm. and they beat us both twice. So they might have the third spot locked up. If it's goals four, we have that beat. So if we beat Sporting Kansas City and Austin 2 loses, then we, and it's goals four, we would get the third spot and be able to pick who we want. I don't really care about picking who we want as much as I do about home field advantage, and that's what Johnny and AJ were talking about. If we beat Sporting Kansas City, we lock up that fourth spot, and we will be playing at home again for the first game on August 29th. That'd be fantastic. And the, and the way these playoffs work, I don't know if you, if you know off the top of your head, Justin, but it's it's interesting because they're piloting that pick-your-opponent playoff format. I If we don't get home advantage and we're in the, the pool of those that could be picked from, I don't know who's picking us. No, we, we are the most difficult out right now in the league. I will say right now, so if we somehow, if we tie sporting, let's say that, and then so we end up getting fifth, I don't think we get picked by Tacoma or Austin. I no. think they would, they would take sporting Minnesota or the earthquakes too, and which would likely leave us to still possibly be able to have a chance at playing at home yeah. if we don't get picked. Cause we'll probably be the highest seed not picked. Um, so I will say, Regardless, it's a Sporting Kansas City game. Let's go out there. Let's win this game, and let's take back home field advantage. And if we don't get to pick our opponent, I don't care who we play. Playing at City Park, we're drawing 10,000 people for regular season City 2 games. Imagine what a playoff game would be like. No, I I totally agree. It's just so fun to have so much playoff already in our first year. Uh, Obviously, City 2, you know, went to the final last year. And City 2 is back this year after having a slower start to the season. You know, obviously, the first team is crushing it as well. What a start for the franchise to be this impactful so quickly. You can't you can't expect that of a lot of expansion teams. Uh, before we go on to the Minnesota preview here, Justin, I do want to say, if you're listening here on YouTube, um, go down and throw us a like. And while you're over there, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We are growing this base. We're inching our way up to, to 1,000 of you, which is crazy. To, to think about. So we appreciate all the love and support. Um, and if you want to see our faces, YouTube is the way to do that. Uh, but also, if you're listening to our lovely voices, those sumptuous voices on your Fridays, your Sundays, your Tuesdays, whatever day we're producing content, uh, go down and make sure you follow the show. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Uh, leave us a rating review. We got a couple, one or two stars, Justin, recently. I don't know what the vibes are here. I, no, no one explain themselves. Uh, but it'd be really nice if you all could could chip in and 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 give us some some five star reviews. That would that would help the score. We have so many reviews now, um, so many ratings now. But we need some more reviews and some getting some good ones though. So I do appreciate those people taking the time to do that. And Jake, I'm not a, I'm not overly upset with the one or two stars. But if you're going to give it to us, tell us why. Yeah, tell us so that we we're only looking to improve here. I understand sure. we're not we're just two dudes just trying good. to have fun. But tell us what what we need to do better. We're here to push the envelope. If you've got feedback, would love to hear it. Uh, so let's get into Minnesota, though, Justin. So Minnesota expansion team back in 2017, they've actually had a pretty successful, you know, couple of seasons as an expansion team uh, in 2022. For the fourth year in a row, they reached the playoffs. So they're at least, you know, in the mix 
uh, in, in most of the first you know beginnings of all their seasons, um, but they haven't been as successful in the playoffs as they, I think is that they like to be. They've reached the Western Conference semis. That's the furthest they've gone. Otherwise, they've been in round one most every of, of those playoff appearances. A notable St. Louis connection for the Loons. We absolutely fleeced Minnesota United by getting Aziel Jackson. Back in November, November 7th of last year, we traded 200 up to 225,000 in general allocation money. And I say up to because I think it was 150 guaranteed plus add-ons. I mean, AZ has been a huge impactful player. I'm sure he's hit those incentives and we're going to have to pay up for him, but well worth it. I'm sure, you know, obviously he's providing value in the field. I also feel like we're going to get some offers for him, uh, unfortunately. So don't get too wedded to, to your boy, Aziel, which is unfortunate. The one thing to note here is that Minnesota in their trade for uh, giving him to us was they put on a 20% sell-on clause for any teams outside the United States. So that's in the, that's in the back of the mind for, for Lutz and for any of the scouting staff and the, and the personnel in the back office. Uh, for City, you know, if we're going to sell him, it needs to be at a good price because we're we're going to eat a fifth of that and have to cough it up to Minnesota. I think that's fine. I don't even want to talk about it right now, though. Let's not talk about the guys no, that I agree. we've heard, like Leuven and some other guys getting some possible yeah. looks. Like I don't, I don't even want to think about it. So I agree. Oh, Table it. Table let's, it. let's focus solely on Minnesota. Have we played them before? Yes, we already talked about this. We lost one nothing. What happened in that game? Um, it was our first ever loss. You already mentioned that. There was a PK in the 78th minute, and that was their only shot on target. So just an annoying game. I remember being there. I was kind of upset about it. It was a normal starting 11 um, at that time, So, except Blum didn't start. But looking at it, we had Johnny at left, then Heber, Parker, Nowitzki, Ostrock, Lubin, Indy, Stroud, Nico, and, and Joao. So it, was a normal, it wasn't like a rotated squad. So one of the games that we did, did expect to win at home, and it was just kind of annoying, Rome on the PK, he said it looked like he was going to fire a rocket down the side. Then he hit it so bad it was good, which is just – a cherry on top of how that game went for us we also had three solid attempts missed in the uh 94th 95th and 96th minute two from a dinner and one from klaus i really wish we could finish that clinically we'll talk about that in the keys of the game later um and then it was the first time that we really figured out by a team and they kind of let sat back and just let us take the possession and try to beat them by breaking through they were the first time to or first team to figure that out for us after we stormed through those first five games just pressing teams high yeah. No, it, yeah, it, it sucked. Like we did kind of feel like we were found out a little bit in that game. It was the first team, I think, to not be surprised by our playing style and to actually adapt and bring a very contentious playing style to us where it just didn't complement how we play. So kudos to them. They brought a great profile. I will say it hasn't really translated uh, for the rest of their season. You know, they only have 37 points currently, 9, 10 and 10 win loss draw record, 10th in the West. Um, home record is not great. They're sitting at three, three, and eight right now, which is really surprising, but great if you're a city fan. And then away record, they've been better six, seven, and two. Uh, goals four sitting at 34, which p- puts them at eighth least in, in the MLS. Goals against also eighth least in the MLS at 38. Um, they've got some key results, though, uh, that you wrote down here, Justin. Uh, but again, I, I will say I'm not overly impressed by the resume, but they've gotten the best of us. So we need to bring something different to them on the second go around. No, they have definitely been playing better on the road, which is huge news for us um, as we go up there all the way up north. But some of the key results, they had a 1-0 and a 3-0 wins against Houston in June and July. They drew LAFC 1-1 in July. In August, they had a 1-1 draw uh, at home versus Seattle. And then lost at Nashville five to nothing. And then their most recent game um, was a loss at Galaxy uh, four to three. 
So it's one of those teams where I feel like they've probably beaten up on the teams they should beaten up on. But looking at that, like, yeah, Houston, pretty good team. Obviously, they're, what, fifth in the West right now. But those are the two wins, tied LAFC, tied Seattle, and lost to Nashville, lost to the LA Galaxy. Not an overly impressive resume for them. Specifically, then, when you look at their magic number, 37 points, 1.28 points per match with five games remaining, that would expect them to get six points out of their remaining games, which would not be enough for them. So, basically, I would don't even look at their them trying to get home field advantage because that needs 14 points. Mm-hmm. That's not happening in their last five games. Even to get past the wild card, they need 10 points. Not likely in their last five games for them. And then so Magic card or Magic wow, magic <laughs> number for the wild card is eight points for them. The only reason I'm getting excited is because when you look at who they have left, they play us, then the Earthquakes, then LAFC, then the Galaxy, who they just lost to, and then Sporting Kansas City, who was really fighting for a spot as well. And that will not be an easy last game for them. No, it won't be. It, it will not be. But they, they, they rest their – the keys to their game, I'd say, on some yeah. key players. And I'll leave you the fun one, Justin. The favorite name in the MLS, I will have to say. But I'm going to skip down to two players that uh, we talked about here. And I think we talked about on the on the initial preview and recap for the, uh, the first game against Minnesota. But uh, Emmanuel Reynoso uh, is a 27-year-old Argentinian. He's a lefty kind of attacking midfielder. Not an overly large guy, 5'7", 150. Um, but he missed a good chunk of the early part of the season for some personal issues that I think we still have kind of a shroud over what actually happened here. But he was in his native Argentina. Apparently, he was facing some charges or at least allegations of assaulting a boy with the butt of a gun. I mean, some serious, serious stuff here. Uh, but he did return to the States and he did return to the club on June 4th and made his first appearance for them back. And he's back. Like he, he's back to his normal ways. He created 72 chances for them back in 2022. And this year, just with that small sample size, he's been back for six goals, two, two assists, third in shots, second in shots on target in just those 14 games. He's only started 12 of those. Fun stat here, Justin. He's number one in the MLS right now for um, expected assists per 90. Um, and I think a lot of that's a little bit because of his sample size, but let's not take that away from him. He's a creator. He's really dangerous in the ball. The one thing I want to say is, so you, you read it very professionally and politically correct of um, assaulting a boy with the butt of the gun. So that means he pistol whipped a boy. Yeah. Don't let Mr. Parker know that. If Tim Parker finds out, this guy is getting absolutely bulldozed in the midfield. Yep. Um, all right, I'm going to go for it. I don't know. I put myself on mute to practice this name. Uh, <laughs> Bongo Hukle Hulungweni. Not bad. We're going to go with it. Yep. 23-year-old 20, um, South African striker. He's 6'1", 170 pounds. He has eight goals and three assists for them. Two goals in the last game versus LAFC. Leads the teams in, in the goals, shots, and shots on target. And he's second in assists. I will say, he leads the team in shots by 35 shots. That's 35 on top of the second-place guy. He leads the team in shots on target by 17 on top of the second-place guy. So, I would say he also leads the MLS in blocks. Like, this guy is an absolute riot up top. And I think that's going to be one of our keys to the game, similar to what we had with uh, Mr. Dennis Buanga. And I would say that if we don't let this guy score and we kind of lock him up, that's going to be a massive key for us. Yeah, I would agree. And finally, goalkeeper, Dane St. Clair. Uh, I want to say Dwayne, but it's not. It's literally Dane. Uh, and he's a 25-year-old Canadian goalkeeper, uh, multiple men's national teams for them. Uh, he's only conceded. Two goals in three games played. Oh, my God. I'm, we're, we, we literally copied over the last comment from last time. But Dane having a decent season. I wrote some <laughs> stats down 
for the actual trends and storylines from him. I mean, a, apart from his name, he actually is a pretty promising young goalkeeper here, and especially in the Canadians men's national team pool. Um, you know, he's, he's like I said, promising. 30 goals against this season for Minnesota, seventh in MLS amongst goalkeepers that have played over 20-plus games. So he's been their guy um, between the sticks. Um, and, he, and he led the goals, um, the goals prevented early in 2022. So he's been on fire at times as well. Like, we don't want to catch him at the wrong time, but I don't think he's been overly impressive either. Um, and finally, round the team out. They've got some other names that we're going to mention here. Timu Puki being one of them, who they made an acquisition for a couple months ago. <laughs> 33-year-old striker. Uh, obviously, he played all over Europe, most notably recently playing with Josh Sargent at Norwich uh, before they got relegated. Uh, and, and even when they got relegated, Will Trapp is still alive and well playing for Minnesota, 30-year-old center midfielder now. He's obviously had some shouts on the U.S. men's national team camp. Hassani Dotson uh, was an American prospect as well, kind of plays in the midfield for them. Um, and Michael Boxall, who's a center back from New Zealand, and he's played in and started 27 games. So he's Mr. Reliable on the back line for um, for this team. So let's get into style coaching, Justin. I'm still kind of chuckling at Timu Puki. I know. Sure. Great. Uh, all right. Head coach, Adrian Heath. Um, when he was playing, he had 560 um, appearances in Premier League, Stoke City, Everton, Aston Villa, Man City, Burnley, just to name a few, which is just an absolute yeah. journeyman for the mm-hmm. DL, which is very impressive to stick around for that long. And one season in La Liga with Espanol um, coaching, he coached for Burnley, Sheffield United, Coventry City, and then came to the U.S. and coached Orlando City. Um, relocated for the Austin Aztecs in the USL for making the jump to the MLS. And so what style does he have here? Got to make sure I get these numbers right. There's only 10 guys in front of the goalkeeper, 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-2, which is pretty similar, I would say, to what we play most of the time, yeah? Yeah, I would say so. I think the matchup is is relatively okay for us. The the fun fact I saw there, Justin, when we were talking about this is – so Orlando City, he was there at the USL days, and then when they got promoted, I mean, we don't have ProRel, but when they got brought up to the MLS, they were actually the Austin Aztecs before that. Um, so he was in the Austin Aztecs, and they got moved to Orlando City, and then they played in the USL there, and then they got promoted. So he was in that organization for quite a while, um, and he was one of those fortunes that actually made the jump up with them. Didn't last as long as I think they would have liked to have, um, but some additional thoughts on how he likes to play. Minnesota is going to stay super compact and play very hard to beat, just like we saw earlier this year. They move the ball forward very quickly uh, when they win it back, so there's a little bit of a counterpress sometimes with them, and they run a lot of their attacking through Emmanuel Reynoso. Uh, he's going to be the driver for this team. Like you picture a, a Ricky Pooch. Uh, we talked about you know a Vela or a Denny Boanga. Uh, it just He's the guy on this team. They take a ton of shots. They like to control the game, possess in the opponent half, similar to how we saw the galaxy do as well. Just kind of look for those seams, look for those gaps and exploit them. Be very patient um, and, and intentional in how they play through us. Uh, so that, that is kind of the style of play for, for them. And I want to say, before we get into the trends and storylines here, Justin, obviously the giveaway, it is an <laughs> elusive thing. Um, somehow we just cannot get a goal score whenever we make that our prom. So, we said we were going to transition it to this game. So what we're going to do is how many total goals will be scored in Saturday's match? I'm not saying City. I'm not saying Minnesota. I'm saying total. So total goals. We're going to put out a post. When we put out that post, reply, like the tweet, like the Instagram, respond, give us your guess. And if you're right, you will be included to win a $50 gift card to the pitch. And what better time to talk about this lovely establishment than right now? Justin, do it. I love to do it. And I will say just so we know that we're not 
like hindering City. You can put zero goals when we score yep. in the game, and you can be correct. So the only thing you can do that can be wrong is put a negative number. So, but why do you need 50 bucks to the pitch? Why not? Jake and I were just there last night. You're going to see us on some promos with a couple of friends coming up as well. Not only for City games, they have deals now for college football games, NFL games. They got, they're opening up for the Premier League, all the big games. You go want to see Man City, Man U, Chelsea. Also, if your team isn't on like an, on their promo for it, they have every channel you can imagine to go sit there. Go hop on the couch, especially this weather. They just open the doors, free-flowing air, great vibe, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, any day of the week. And I will be there again tomorrow for the Mizzou game. I will be there on Sunday for the NFL game. And I'll be there tomorrow for the City game as well. So get out to the pitch, get a frozen Irish coffee, get some food. Got to try so many apps last night doing that for them. So shout out to Jenny and team. Thank you guys very much. I will be at the pitch. I pretty much live there. <laughs> just got a little cot over in the in the corner in a little private room back there. It's, it's comfortable. It's snug. Uh, uh, one more, Jake, while we're talking about it, though, I do want to mention Soul Juice. Uh, a shout-out to Luis again, opening up in Sam's in St. Louis. You can go pick it up at Sam's or at Deerberg's, or you can get 20% off if you want to order online. You can also get merch there. You can get 20% off, too, not just the juice. If you want to get that cute little uh, Korean pear on your shirt, Ooh. you can use code BALLWATCHING for 20% off. Go out to souljuice.com. And much more to come on that next week for you. I know we've been talking about it forever, and I'm sure it's a running joke now. But we actually <laughs> will have a conversation with Luis, who is the owner and founder of the company. Awesome story. Got a lot of St. Louis in his blood as well. So a lot to talk about there. So back to Minnesota. Uh, generally, this this team is on wild card watch. Like I said, they're winless in their last four. They need points. They're one point out of that nine seed, which would get them into the wild card game. And two points out of the eight seed. Um, and Portland, who is sitting in that eight seed right now, has played one additional game. So they have it all to play for, is what I'm saying. They're, they just got gut punched by the Galaxy. They were up 3-1 going into halftime. And then Billy Sharp, who we scored against us, uh, the Englishman, I think 37 years old, had a hattie. And they also got a late red card, which just undid the team. Um, but strengths-wise, like I said, through balls. Chance creation in general, this team does not struggle with that. Attacking set pieces and shooting from free kicks, they like to do that. Counterattacks, and they're a little aggressive as well. They can steal the ball and run quickly uh, in transition. But overall, MLS Power Rankings does not rate this team you know, very highly. Number 18 in the Power Rankings right now, home form is draw, draw, win, draw, loss. So only one win in the last five at home, which is not acceptable for a team that needs to pick up points. Um, and like we said, 1.21 points per match in home games with only a plus two goal differential, which, I mean, what a flip opposite of how we've treated City Park this season. Yeah, and I'll say I, I was kind of surprised when you put this in here. So their XG is 1.58 per 90, which is six in the MLS. And I would say that's very very attributable to Pistol Whip Boy and uh, Boko Ugly. And so I will also say that, but they don't transition as much. Their goals for per game is 1.28. That's pretty average. At home, their goals, their XG at home is 1.79, so it does increase a little bit. 17 of their 37 goals are at home, so a little bit below their average, which, I mean, is you can kind of tell that with their 3-3-8 and eight record at home or whatever it was. I don't like these numbers again, Jake. So 24% of their goals for are in the 76th to the 90th, but then that seems like a very high percentage. And then so also, but then looking at the first half, they average – what almost half of their goals for in the first half, uh, 24% yeah. at 31st to 45 minute and 22% in the 16th to the 30th. So they are a big first half team. They, uh, I mean, basically they score almost 50% of their goals between the end of the first half and the end of the second half, which is just 
really hard time to concede goals. So I really hope that we are able to best that on Saturday. They're averaging about 74 minutes per goal at home. Uh, most of them coming within the 18, of course, about six, though, outside the 18 in a sample size of 37. So not bad. They definitely pose a, a deeper threat. Um, not overly impressive in shots on target. They're about 11th. Uh, but they do average a lot of shots per 90, about sixth there, and a lot of them coming from free kicks. They're number eight right now. Um, they are a team that is tied for second right now in goal-creating actions from follow-on shot attempts. So they follow their shot, they create dangerous opportunities, and they pounce on rebounds, as well as just individual moments of brilliance. Take-ons, they create a lot of shots from. So dribble, think about Denny Buanga from last game. Just They can take it on the foot, take it in stride, and just create danger themselves, or like a, a dinner rant. Um, for example, um, like I said, they will possess in this game. They will have um, probably a high percentage of the possession, I would imagine, which we are okay with, unless they give us another dose of our medicine like they did before. Um, they're not overly impressive in the number of passes they play, but they play in and around a lot the penalty area. Very comfortable. I looked at their heat map. They are going to have a lot of possession around our defensive third. And we just need to be able to close up gaps and just not make it easy for them to find those 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 seams. So, hey, new stats, Justin. Always looking for ways to improve here. We looked at some open play, set piece, you know, direct speed, passes per sequence. Uh, this team is number four when you look at XG from open play. So they can create at will when we're just knocking the ball around, not, you know, not even dead balls. When we do look at dead balls, they're number five. So they're pretty proficient in chance creation. We just saw in the, in the notes, though, Justin, that it's just not the finishing hasn't really been there for them. But they're not struggling to create dangerous moments. In terms of speed of attack, we're number one. When you think about a meters per second speed of attack, how quickly we go at it, we, we attack at 2.14 meters per second, which is very quick. It's the top in the MLS. They're also a pretty direct speed team. They, they produce at 2.05 meters per second. So just think about that. The number isn't as, as important as the style. When they attack, they do it quickly. Um, they also can be a little patient sometimes too. Um, so that's a little bit more on the offensive side. Uh, but defensively, you know, not not their brightest side, I would say. I think offensively, I'm a little more scared. Yeah. So looking at their defense, their XGA of 1.52 per 90 is 21st in the MLS with a 1.31 goals against per game. That's pretty average. But specifically at home, 1.28 XGA is 14th. 15 of their 38 goals against have come uh, when they're at home, which is actually surprising. Because they're when they look about that, they're actually better at uh, on their away games. But when do they come? Twenty nine percent of their goals against come between the seventy sixth and ninetieth. Twenty four percent come between the sixteenth and thirtieth. So I will say middle of the first half or very late in the game, which we talked about it last game. We get we had three strong chances in the ninetieth plus. We need to finish one of those. And I will say I'm I wish I could bet that ah, I get bet on us doing a second half goal. I think mm-hmm. I might do that for this game as well. They concede every eighty four minutes on average. Nothing really to talk about in uh, shots against on target uh, for them. They're pretty average there, but they're tied for third most corner kick goals against, which is six. And you know that Mr. Tim Parker mm-hmm. and got, we saw how many head balls that Nilsson just won. If we have Sam Adinaran in there, how do you kind of track all three of those guys? I have no clue. They're third in block shots, eighth in uh, passes blocked, and number one in clearances. I don't even really know. How to take that one though is that- I think it's a good thing. I mean, obviously, block shots, passes block, they're just disrupting their opponents and frustrating them. But clearances, I think when it comes down to it, they get the ball out. They don't mess around, they don't dribble out of pressure. They're safe and they're they're defensively astute in that type part of the game. We talked about goalkeeping already. 
looking at my, my favorite thing for goalkeeping is the post shot XG minus goals against, which is just a signal for how well they're performing against the quality of um, shots and, 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 and chances. Uh, they have a negative one there, which just means like Dane St. Clair is probably allowed one extra goal than what was expected when you look at the stats, um, but not going to look too heavily into that. But keys of the game, Justin, I think home field is not necessarily an advantage for Minnesota in this game. And you can't say that very frequently. Um, so I think we come in pretty evenly on that ground. Um, so our last five away, though, not been pretty. No wins in our last five. Loss, 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 draw, draw. So I guess you could say there's improvement. Still not great. Um, so we're after advancing to the League's Cup, though, quarterfinal, and just getting trounced, like you said, by Nashville 5-0, Minnesota only has two wins uh, in the last seven games played, but also two losses. They, they're drawing a lot. Weather's looking okay, maybe a little rainy, 78 degrees. Who knows? Could be snowing. Uh, Minnesota, I know, has a crazy, crazy <laughs> wet weather pattern down there, uh, up there, I guess. But finally, offensively and defensively, what do we have to do to win this game? You put it here, Justin, and I couldn't agree more. You've got to start hot on this team. I think rotation is the name of this game for us as well. So I think there's a balance to strike and not over-rotating because uh, I think we have a tendency to do that sometimes. But this is game. This is an important game. This is really important for us to get three points here. I, I'd I'd honestly, I'd reckon this is probably the easiest game on paper that's left on our schedule. Um, so I do think we need to come out of this with three points as a goal. It is. I will say when we're looking at our last four games, we have what? Do we have three points in our last four games? Is that yeah. it? Yeah, so, I absolutely yeah. hate that. This needs to be a ruthless one for us. And I, in my opinion, Jake, no rotation. Then we have a full mm. week off before we play Kansas City. These guys are professionals. This is the grind time. It's We had plenty of rest. We've had guys that have been injured. We got out of League's Cup early. That's where when your rest was. Now you come in and you hammer this. I'll say, and how are we going to do that? How are we going to make sure that we're going to show up and win this game? We have to be clinical on our finishing. We're not creating a whole lot of chances recently with our ties and only getting two points in our last four games. We need to finish the few chances we have. And I will say chances will likely come offensively from set pieces. Use that height. I'm assuming Leuven is going to start. I'm hoping Indy does as well so we can whip some good balls in. They're tied, like we talked about, for third most corner kick goals against Get big Tim Parker up there. Get a dinner in. Get Klaus. Get your head on the ball and finish these chances. You already talked about that their goalie is below average in stopping shots at a minus one PSG minus GA acronym that you love to use. But I will say that we just need to finish these chances offensively. And then as we transition into the defense, Jake, I'm going to continue to use this one, even though I hate that it's kind of a punny dad joke at this point, but no ball watching on this one. And this is more specific to their style of play. And we need to lock down 1v1 defending. They're number one in creating shots um, and creating actions from take-ons. And then so also they're going to be dribbling at you. So when they're dribbling at you, make sure they're not slipping someone in by ball watching. And they're also fifth most touches in the attacking third and penalty area. So they're obviously patient around that. And that means that they're looking for other guys to be cutting and making runs. They're not just standing there just juggling the ball at the top of the 18. So no ball watching on this one. My goals for this one, just thinking about it, I think we, a set-piece goal would be phenomenal for offense. I think set-piece goal should be a goal for us. It's something that's always going to be there, especially in the playoffs. You've got to be able to generate chances from there. And defensively, I I think a first-half clean sheet is good. I would like a clean sheet overall against this team. I think it's possible, and I think we just got one. So I think we should continue to try to pick these up and, and really sturdy up the defense. But I think it'll depend on personnel. So I do think, let's talk starting 11 here, Justin. I think rotation, I don't think you go straight back to the same 11 we just played. I think you could make some select rotating. And so where I think I would look, if I'm looking at our minutes that we just logged against LAFC, which is obviously a long game for some guys, I would 
think I'm going to stick with Markinick on left back. Um, I could see maybe Carnell opting for Hebert just to give him some minutes there and give Markinick a rest because he's come in and basically just jumped straight in. Um, I think one of Nilsson or Parker will drop out for Josh Yarrow. I don't know which one yet, um, but I do think maybe Nilsson just with the rug and top. I mean, the guy just got beaten on LAFC, but he played well. Um, and then I, I think Jake Nerwinski comes back in for Akil Watts. And that's my back four. I think I'm most confident on Jake Nerwinski coming back in. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, the only thing I, I, I agree, I think Nilsson's coming out, unfortunately. I just think he got knocked around so much and he worked so hard in that game. Parker's just an absolute tank. I think he's playing every game the rest of the season. I, and I think we need him to with a staple there. We can't have them both come out, but I'll put Yarrow in for Nilsson. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to say Markinick is going to stay there. And yeah, probably Nerwinski for Watts, just seeing that he already came in. Nerwinski got a couple of minutes there. And Watts had a great game and had got to be shifted around a little bit as well. So he was running all over the field trying to defend Dennis. Um, I don't know about Blum, dude. I think it, I, I was on the show um, with, or I will be on the show with, It'll be coming out later with Nate. And he was talking about that. He heard that it might've been a stomach issue as well with Blum. Mm. plus a knock on that ankle when he blocked that shot. So I would love to see a Leuven and Blum, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Leuven and Indy. What are your thoughts? I like it. I think a four, two, three, one is what I would go for in this game. And I'm taking Blum out of the mix there. I'm putting Indy and Leuven back in. Um, and I'm going to have Aziel Jackson either playing centrally or, um, out wide. And I, I honestly think I, I could be fine seeing a Denneran out wide as well. I'm, I'm not because I look at AZ Jackson. I mean, he got pulled 30 minutes left in the game. He, he'll be he'll be OK. And he, he needs to get back on to form. That wasn't his best game. Um, I think Klaus, you got to keep giving minutes to. I mean, get, just get him back into full fitness and full form. So I think one of Gioacchini or Thorson comes in um, to replace Blum. But I think largely I, I could see a four-two-three-one with the back line we just talked about, Leuven and Indy as the two. The three would maybe be like a Stroud on the left or a Thorson on the left. In the middle, AZ Jackson on the right, either AZ or Nico. Um, I think you got to get Nico some minutes here as well. And then Klaus or, or, or Denneran up top. I'm, I think it's, it's Klaus for me, and maybe a Denneran plays on the left instead of Stroud. Um, but I, I think there's a way to, to play this where you can give some guys some select rest, but keep it going, like keep momentum going for your best players. Um, so I think he's going to be Stroud on the left. I know him and Nico came in in the 78th. So those guys are fresh, but I think we're going to go back to Stroud. I'm going Nico Klaus. I'm, I've been waiting for it, Jake. It needs to happen again. Put Nico below Klaus there. And on the right wing, I'm going Celia Pompeo. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens, dude. That man is fresh legs, did not get any minutes last game. Let him get up there and just absolutely run around and wreak havoc on these guys. If it's not working out, pull him in half. And then we can put in and we can shift Indy up and move yeah. someone back, do whatever there. We can look at, I know Alm's not going to be there, but we can throw Ostrock in as well. He got didn't it. get, uh, he got late minutes in this game, right? So he he came on in the 88. So he'll be fresh. I just think that right side, we can just continue to throw guys in there and just press. I don't think that Sam's going to start just solely because no. he played another 78. That man's been logging minutes. Mm-hmm. Give me a Nico start with Joao. Yeah, and a good shout for Ostrock, too. I totally, man, just the rosters has gotten deeper and deeper, but it's a good problem. Uh, but let's talk about predictions and bets here. Justin, let's round this out. My prediction is a 1-0 dub for, for City, and I w- that would be ideal for me. You know, just get the business done, grind it out, and another clean sheet. I would love, love, love that. Um, the bets, the lines for this game, City's at plus 275, Minnesota minus 115, draw at plus 275. The over's at 2.5 for this one, sitting at minus 155, under 2.5 at plus 125. My bet for the game, I've got a couple here to sprinkle on. Um, I don't think either team can afford a draw here. So I'm actually 
uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm really I'm really torn, but I I kind of want to go down the path because I think it's kind of juicy here, um, and juicy in a good way of uh, a draw no bet. I want to make some money. I don't really care about pushing, and a draw no bet's at plus one eighty right now. So I'm tempted to take that. So I city has to win for me to cash it. And if they draw, it's a push. Um, my other little prop bet that you mentioned, Justin, I already had it written down here, and I love that you said it. Is city to score in the second half. Uh, that's at minus 135 right now. And we do that in 53% of away games. Um, and I think that that could be a, a chance for us to make some impactful subs, get fresh legs on, and score a goal. Um, so I'm taking those two for me. I'm going back to the well. And I, it's probably not – at some point I'll probably learn. But City double chance, I still love it it's for us to tie or win. So you're doing the draw no bet. Um, what was that at? You plus that 180. At, uh, plus 180. I'm taking the double chance, so not a push at the minus 110 there. So if we tie or we like win – then we hit that there. I'll probably take the draw no bet as well, just for a little bit extra juice. Um, and then also looking at City over one and a half, plus 165. These guys need to turn this around. We have not scored two goals since in, the, in either of our last two games, only once in our last three games, and that was against the LAF, or the LA Galaxy game. We're not a team that scores one goal. If we score two goals, we win games or we tie games. That is my offensive key to this game. Score two goals. It's not that hard. We have too much offensive firepower. The defense looked incredible last game. Help them out. Yeah, I think if we score two goals, we win this game. And I, we're, we're in a luxury of position where like we're not the pressure isn't on or mounting for us to get to a certain spot in the playoffs. So yeah, it'd be really, really great to get to one. And I think we should do that. Um, but we have the luxury of now just trying to finesse our way into getting into this postseason in a good spot mentally, physically. Um, we need to be able to get there. And so that's in goal scoring form, everyone healthy, everyone feeling good, positive vibes. I think that's what we need to get and start that in Minnesota. The last thing I want to say is the only reason I know it's been a long week for us was Saturday, Wednesday, now Saturday again. I don't want to rotate a squad because then if you look after this game, we go home to Sporting Kansas City. Yes, they're 11th, but still, we know that's a, that's an absolute rubber match in a rivalry. After that, then we yeah. play Vancouver away, who's fifth, and then Seattle on decision day, who's second. I don't want to have to rely on getting points in those last three games. Get this dub with this team. The boys are professionals. Get them out there. If someone gets tired – Pull them off. You're also, Justin, I thought you were going to say this too. We're also looking at a two-week break between Vancouver and Seattle. The international break happens between there. So October 4th and October 21st are our last two games. There's a good chunk of time um, between there. So, you know, if you're talking about rest and legginess, you're going to get a break. You're coming up here shortly. So play hard, play strong, and and you have that as a reward on the back end and a little bit of time for the playoffs to get it right. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping we come to Minnesota firing. Um, we'll, we'll be tuning in, obviously, um, to to watch this one. It's going to be an exciting one, and I'm hoping that we can put a foot right and get out of this rut of form that we're in. And it's not awful, but let's get a win in the win column. I think that's what we need right now. Boys would, would love it. I think that pretty much locks us into first, just in a driver's position. So we're looking forward to it, Justin. Uh, we will be back with you all at some point on Sunday um, to do a recap for this game. But I hope you all enjoy on Saturday night. And until then, all for City. All for City. Thank you.